Hello, one and all, and welcome to the podcast we call The Fantastival with myself, Steve Nussbaum. Well, episode 12 already. The episodes are flying by. I'm having such a wonderful, amazing, great time talking to my friends about collating their fantasy festivals. Thank you to Dan Stone for doing episode 11. That was such a great talk. I hope everyone who has heard that enjoyed that as much as I did. I thought that was absolutely amazing. A great trip down memory lane, a great lineup, and just a fantastic experience to spend that one hour with Dan. So thank you to Dan. And if you don't already know, the Fantastical Podcast is basically a podcast where I invite my friends and families to collate fantasy festivals, which I have christened Fantastivals. So let's introduce the guest on this 12 episode of the Fantastical Podcast as we today go fully, fully international, coming live from Australia. Um, So please, if there's any sound issues, bear with us. It's my old school friend whose house I would go to when I was younger. I'd watch him play guitar, which would make me want to play guitar. He made me my first rock mixtape and probably my first friend who was properly into his music. I went to my first gig with him and my mum. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Joel Rogers. Good evening, Stephen. How are you? I am great, Joel. It's so good to speak to you. We were saying before we recorded, it's been it's been quite a while, maybe too long. It has, definitely. I think um, the joys of growing up and then leaving the UK kind of um, hinder any type of correspondence, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they absolutely do. So how are you? How's Australia and and how are you doing? Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Australia's good. We're kind of in winter now, but it's not It's not like the cold, um, brutal British winters. Um, still relatively warm during the day, kind of cold at night, but Australia's good. Australia's been good to me over the last eight years. Um, living the dream. So tell us a bit about yourself. So who is Joel Rogers? What does he do? What does he like? And who is, who is Joel? Oh, well. So, Joel Rogers, I am a walking contradiction. Um, I I think you take one look at me and you'll make an assumption over who I am and what I do, and I'm I'm really quite the opposite. Um, I'm quite an isolated character. I like to be left alone. Um, I don't like drama, although it always seems to find me. Uh, And I quite like to just sit in the corner and watch the world go by from a distance. but again, the image kind of dictates otherwise. So it, it, it sometimes uh, leads people to come to the wrong conclusion. Um, but, you know, I'm a laid back kind of guy. I like my music and you know, I, I like anything from soft and easy, the most brutal thing you can possibly find. Uh, and, you know, I, I generally like to try and help people as well. So, you know, when I say things like that, I listen to brutal music and I like to be left alone. You can see what I mean about a walking contradiction, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So you mentioned that you like a whole kind of mishmash of music and genres. What What are you currently, again, without giving away too many spoilers, what are you currently listening to? Oh, everything. So generally the time of day dictates what I listen to. So... Most of the time when I'm up early for work, which can be about 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, I tend to put on just 
sort of euphoric trance or some dark ambient music just to kind of have something on in the background just to kind of listen to that kind of just gets me ready for the day um i listen to a lot of rock music still but then i can equally go and listen to something really quite out of the ordinary like celine dion and quite enjoy it um and then go and listen to something along like some gabba or extreme hardcore or you go into the really dark nasty norway metal stuff um it really depends on my mood it depends what's happened that day um there's a lot of times i can just listen to gregorian chant for absolutely no apparent reason and really enjoy it there's other times i i can't stand it so it, it depends what's going on it depends what's happening with the weather um yeah it's it's bizarre like that my spotify list which if i could access right now I'd, I'd reel off some of the weird compilations i've got but spotify has gone down tonight <laughs> so <laughs> i can't do that ironically sod's law sod's law yeah so let's, let's take you back to when joel was a young kid in roll gardens in that epic road that was roll gardens where we had so many great experiences what are your first memories of, of getting your first single and your first album um i think I was trying to remember this and I've been on Google to kind of confirm what years these albums came out but I think it all kind of happened around 86 and 87 and I think the first album I actually was given was George Michael's Faith I think I got it for Christmas um, and then I had gift vouchers which I then went out and bought Madonna's True Blue and the Monkey's Greatest Hits from Boots in Ilford. Oh, Boots the old in Boots Ilford. In... Yeah. Yeah, the old one that used to be by the town hall and the music section was in the basement. Oh, wow. I don't remember that. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're going back late 80s here, but they used to have... I had a gift voucher for Boots and I remember buying those two there. Um, but so that's my earliest memory of like owning music like we we had it in the house my dad always had a car for the cassette tapes um which was always i remember ultrabox and fleetwood mac and shalimar and what else did he have in and the rolling stones i remember those tapes and that was kind of like my introduction into music great tapes great artists um really really good to hear so Obviously, the Fantastic was all about collating your own festival, but what was your first festival? What what do you remember from it? My first festival, it was a one-dayer. It was when it was, I think what it is now, Download, but it was Donington Monsters of Rock. And it was, I think it was 96, which was Metallica's Escape from the Studio um, outing. So they were between the Black Album and the Load Album. And it was a brilliant lineup. You had, it was a one day thing. It was Warrior Soul, Corrosion of Conformity, White Zombie, Slayer, Skid Row, Therapy, Metallica. And I'm sure there was someone else important I've missed, but it was a really good lineup of like some really classic melt bands. Um, and that was my first experience of like a festival. Um, and you know that was Donington. That was huge. And it was quite a, a uh, 
what's the word I'm trying to think of? It was quite a prestigious festival back then because it's when festivals were few and far between and it actually meant something. Um, so to go to Donington was like, it was like a pilgrimage. <laughs> yeah, that does sound really cool. That does sound really cool. And again, before we started recording, I was reminiscing about going to my first, not a festival, but my first gig was actually um, with you um, and my mum and my aunt to go and see Bon Jovi at Milton Keynes. And I think that must have been 92 or 93 on the Keep the Faith Tour. And we saw Manic Street Preachers, Little Angels, Billy Idol uh, and Bon Jovi. So you've obviously been a key uh, in my musical experience. Although I might not have realised that until <laughs> I came to approaching this podcast. And I was like, I went to my first gig with him. He basically taught me my first riffs on the guitar. He made me mixtapes. Um, so yeah, thank you for shaping my musical, uh, my early musical memories. So do you have any gigs that kind of stand out for you as being the best ones you've been to or do you have a favourite gig? Wow. Um, I think it's kind of hard because it's... The, the early ones I went to were the ones that are always going to stand out in my mind because they set the bar. And they set the bar so high. Like, it, it, the bands I saw to begin with, you know, the first concert I ever went to was Alice Cooper. Um, hey Stupid Tour, 1991. And that was just phenomenal because I'd never been to a concert before. So to see Alice Cooper as your first concert, you're going to be... It's going to be hard to beat that. Um, and then I went to see Kiss, who wow. did beat that. So, yeah, that was, that was I think, 92 on the Revenge Tour. And that was brilliant. That was absolutely amazing. And, you know, they were still absolutely amazing. Paul, you know, I'd never heard anyone like Paul Stanley hold those notes live. And it, that was just phenomenal. And then I think the next show, which, you know, for metal fans will just be going, wow, um, was Megadeth and Pantera at the Hammersmith Odeon, which is probably called something else now. Like, I think the Labatt's Apollo at one yeah, point. Yeah, it's, it's the Apollo now, yeah. Yeah, so and I saw those two bands there, and that's when they were in their prime. And then, as I got slightly older, I think I started going on my own. And I think the next big one I saw, like I saw The Offspring when they came out on the Smash tour when no one knew who they were. And then I saw Marilyn Manson on the Antichrist Superstar tour, just when he was exploding. Um, and I saw there's a great English metal band called Carcass who I saw play at the Ilford Island to about 40 indie kids who couldn't have given any less of a fuck about <laughs> um, and I remember being there with a few friends headbanging with no hair and stage diving to, to Carcass and they I think they they were between Heartwork and Swan Song and that was amazing and they were like key gigs that I don't think you could ever ever even dream about seeing now so it's that they were like the big ones for me because i don't think anything's ever compared you know I've, I've seen kiss a few times since and you know they're getting older and they don't sound as good as they did but you know what they're, they're 70 odd now i don't expect them to be but they still put on a good show but nothing compares i think to those first few gigs especially for those classic rock bands now they are classic you know kiss have been around 50 years manson's been around for about 30 Cooper's been around for 60, something like that, you know, and they're still going strong. Um, but I don't think you can beat them. Yeah. And they're kind of the top. Yes, yeah, some absolutely 
great bands they're very envious of some of those gigs and again the Orford Island gets another shout out on the Fantastical podcast not many episodes go by without a mention to the infamous Ilford Ilford Island so that was a bit about Joel's musical experiences his gig experiences his tastes so like I mentioned at the top of the podcast the aim of the Fantastical is to get our guests to collate their fancy festival by choosing any five acts one act who must play a studio album in full and the encore which will finish the Fantastical which is all five acts performing together at the end of the Fantastical so very very simply put five acts from any era of time take five time slots so for example in the last episode of the podcast Dan Stone collated his cleverly titled Stonefest Fantastical and his acts were as follows so he had the Stone Roses in his opening slot from two till three in his super second slot Dan went for Beck and then in his midway master slot from five till six Dan went for the legend that is James Brown and then finished his fantastical with Led Zeppelin in his pre-headline slot and Jimi Hendrix in his headline slot. So very, very simple. Five acts, five time slots. Very nice, very easy. So, Joel, I'm, I've got a few predictions for you that I'll obviously mention after I hear your choices. I don't know how hit or miss these are going to be. You've already mentioned one or two of the acts that I've got written down, so I'm not sure if they're going to crop up again. Um, but a very, very important question first up. What are you naming your Fantastival? Well, this this all depends, really, on a choice that you're about to make. So I, I couldn't really decide what direction I wanted to go in with this. So, so basically, I, in the, the way the world is at the moment with the things going on, COVID, the Middle East, China, every, just every Russia, just everyone everyone um i i still believe the only thing that's ever going to bring us all together is music so i've come up with two lineups one lineup at the end of it everyone's just gonna go let's just get along and everyone's gonna get along we're gonna get world peace immediately through this lineup and and on the other lineup what we're gonna have is everyone's just gonna go fuck this fuck you and there's going to be a lot of bloodshed but we're going to get to peace at the end of it but there's going to be a lot of bloodshed initially but it's going to be aimed it's going to be aimed at the politicians it's not going to be aimed at innocent people everyone's going to come together turn around the army's got their weapons and we're all going to just go after the government and we're going to start a new government and a beautiful utopia but there's going to be bloodshed on the second lineup but it's down to you to pick the lineup so what I've got, you can't see this, but in my left hand I've got one piece of paper scrunched up, and in my right hand I've got another piece of paper scrunched up. And I don't know what's on. I know what's on the paper, but I don't know in what hand it's in. Okay. So you need, so you need to pick the or the right hand, and once you've picked that, I can then tell you what it's going to be called. Okay, I love it. So this is a fully interactive fantastical, the first of its kind. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> responsible for how this goes on so if <laughs> i like so if it you take credit for it but if there's bloodshed first it's your fault it's like the matrix isn't it do i want to take the red yeah. pill or do i take the blue pill well having obviously i can't see you i can just uh hear your voice so this is just a yeah. very basic recording let's go because i'm left-handed let's see what's in your left hand and see which direction okay. we take Oh, look at that piece. It was meant to be. 
piece. Before we start so, on our peaceful fantastical, do you want to do you want to reveal who the bloodshed fantastical was, or do you want to do that later? It's up to you. It's your show. Well, let's. I guess let's do let's do the bloodshed fantastical at the end then, to see what we could have won. <laughs> All right, so we're going. We're going. Right, we're then. going well, with you've peace. peace. We've, we've... Yes. All right, let's do it. So, Mister Rogers, what are we okay. going to call our peaceful fantastical? It's called. Does your father know that you're out? <laughs> like it. So, does your father know that you're out? Fantastical. And Joel, we can put on these fantastivals anywhere in the world. We can go in back gardens, we can go in front gardens, we can go into parks, academies, stadiums, you name it, we can go it. We've had a lot of foreign trips. Uh, we've been to Iceland, we've been to Sweden, we've been to Russia, we've been to Austria. Anywhere you want to take us, we will follow you gladly into the Does Your Father Know You're Out fantastival. So where, where are you taking us for this fantastival? The Middle East. <laughs> Anywhere in particular, or we're just generally just going to hit the Middle East? Yes. So we have three locations, all right? So what I want to do is, the idea of this is obviously music is going to bring us all together, and I, I honestly believe that if we can get the guys in the Middle East to get their shit together, then I think the rest of the world will follow, because I think that's one of the biggest problems we have in the world right now. So I've chosen three locations three stages the idea being that all the bands will perform on a different stage and when the bands aren't on that stage they'll be projected by a hologram so no one misses out and these are going to be on the borders of certain places in the middle east so if you're in one country you can attend it but if you're in the other one you can still view it from the other side of the border so no one misses out all right yeah with you yeah so, so we've got three locations. The first one is a place called, I'm, I might say it wrong, my geography is crap, so bear with me, but it's called al Kantila, which I believe is the border of Egypt, and Yot Vata, which is the border, like a border of Israel and Egypt. They're quite closely together. The other location is Jericho, which is Israel, and, Mad, and Mad, Madaba, Jordan, near the Dead Sea. So again, crossing over borders there, and then... <laughs> I couldn't really get an exact location for this. So what I put is somewhere west of Damascus near the M2 slash M30 crossover into Lebanon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So basically we've got all these groups of people who are at war with each other and have been since forever and a day. And hopefully with this lineup, and it's a little bit of a controversial lineup depending on what part of the Middle East you're in and how open your mind is. But I'm hoping that the music and the the show from these bands is going to bring everyone together to the point where they just go, you know what? This is too cool. We don't need to fight anymore. And these bands will bring them together. And I'd like to think that that could happen. I like um, it. I like it. It's a nice... The, the feeling and the emotion is in, and the heart is in the right place and it's fantastical. Yeah, and the thing is with music, like music music creates an emotion if it doesn't create that emotion and that feeling then it's not doing anything it's not good um and i think these bands that i've chosen whether you know them or even like them you can't deny the 
feeling that they give to people. Um, and I think if, if this group of these, these places were exposed to it in this level, I think it could do great things without judgment. Okay. Okay. I'm very excited to see who your five acts are, but before we get cracking with your five acts, are there any acts that you want to mention who have just missed out, who you haven't put in your first line, well, in your peaceful lineup or your bloodshed lineup, but who came awfully close to being, being named? Oh God, so many. Um, Thin Lizzy for one. Um, Metallica, Ozzy Osbourne, um, Celine Dion, ironically. Um, I've got a soft spot for her. Not sure why. Um, <laughs> Enya. Uh, Do you know what? Enya got mentioned in Dan Stone's Fantastical as one of the uh, albums he remembers. Enya, one of the unexpected hits of the Fantastical podcast so far. Enya's amazing. I'm just not sure how she'd work in a festival. But yeah. <laughs> she, um, I think there's a time and a place for Enya, but I'm not sure a festival would work. But yeah, no, Enya would be one. Um, you know, Ultravox, um, Fleetwood, Matt, like there's just so man, just so many, so many. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I, I get that. I, I did have Metallica down on my prediction list for you, so Metallica, I get across off my prediction list, so I can only get a max of four out of five. But I don't think I'm going to get anywhere, anywhere near that. Okay, so let's get cracking in with your five choices. So does your father know you're out? Has sold out across all the borders. It's being televised across the world. I guess we're going to have it like a Live Aid vibe where everyone's in front of their TVs, big expectation, all the borders, all the three stages on the borders of the Middle East. It's all sold out. There's been great talk by the political, the heads of the political world out in the Middle East to say, look, peace is the way forward. And this event is being marketed as the way to do that. So it's two o'clock. There's a big expectation on this fantastical so, Mr. Rogers, who is opening your Fantastival? Okay, well, the first band is a very unknown band. It was like a small project called The Gentle Storm, um, which comprised of an, an amazing vocalist, Annika van Giersbergen, who is more commonly known as a solo artist and from a band called The Gathering. Um, she's got the most amazing voice and she's very underrated and really deserves more more fame and more um, record sales than she does so if anyone wants to check her out please do you won't be disappointed but she did a project called The Diary which is based around sort of it's quite a, got a nautical theme, but it's amazing. And it's one of the best albums I've ever heard, which is, this is also going to be the album that's played in full. Um, Cause they actually do two versions of it. They do the calm version. And then they do the storm version, which is a bit more metal and they're just both amazing. And if you can't get lost in the theme of it and even her voice, then, you know, you, you're dead inside <laughs> massively. It, it, it's such a good album and more people need, hear it um so if it's played in its entire in, entirety at this festival then it's just going to the exposure would be huge uh, okay so yeah is, is that by the gentle storm in that album or is that by her band the, the band is called the gentle storm yeah, yeah yeah fine i thought that was it okay so to be honest i've never heard of the gentle storm but i will definitely go and check out um them i presume you can get them on spotify and all the normal kind of places you would go to pick up music it's on Spotify when it's working. <laughs> <laughs> so the gentle storm, 
a, a lower end opening act, but one who Joel has complete faith in. And again, I will definitely go and check him out. If you're listening to this podcast, make sure you go and check him out straight after you listen to this too. And we'll make sure we get some tracks from Joel to whack onto our fantastical Spotify playlist. So the Gentle Storm open up the Does Your Father Know You're Out Fantastical. They play from 2 till 3 o'clock. So up next, it's time for the super second slot from half past 3 till half past 4. So Joel, who is taking up your super second slot? This would be a Swedish band called Ghost. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I, um, I know a bit of their stuff. I saw, I saw them. At, I didn't see them, but I've seen it highlights them from a download. I think it was last year or the year before. They're, they're one of those bands you look at and just make an immediate assumption of. And I was guilty of that. I think for their first two albums, I took one look at them and went, "You're going to be a shit black metal band, so I'm not going to listen to you." And I heard something somewhere and I went, wow, this is amazing. And went and checked it out and found out it was Ghost and gave them a listen. I've been hooked ever since. And I think their music has just progressed massively album by album. And their last album, Prequel, was just absolutely amazing. It's just every song's a winner. And lyrically, it's very clever. It's very witty. There's lots of, there's lots of clever twists in it. And just musically, it's just, theatrical and the act is theatrical as well which is why I've chosen them they're a band that you have to watch they're like this they're like Manson they're like Cooper they're like all of those great theatrical rock bands that have the music and they have the stage presence and the look too Um, obviously sticking it out in the Middle East they've got a satanic type image theme to them whether it's how whether how real it is I'm not sure I don't think it really matters. I think if you take it as theatre and enjoy the music, then you're bound to get something out of it and not take it too seriously. But it's a good time. And I saw them last year at Download, and I actually chose to not go and watch the final show in Australia by Slayer to go and watch Ghost. And I wasn't disappointed. They, They were amazing, and they will definitely, I think, capture people's attention and, uh, and, and make people think and have a bit of a giggle with themselves, I think. Brilliant. Brilliant choice there. So Ghost take up the super second slot. And again, hopefully, after you listen to this podcast, you'll get yourself on Spotify or get yourself at com and go and pick up a Ghost album or two. So Ghost play from half past three till half past four in your super second slot. So now we're halfway, or approaching the halfway mark at your Fantastical. So it's time for your Midway Madness slot, which takes place between five and six. So, Joel, who is taking up your Midway Madness slot? Okay, so I, you, you wouldn't have guessed this one. Um, ABBA. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Why, so, why ABBA? Why not? How good are ABBA? I think um, there's been a lot out here recently about ABBA. There's been a lot of documentaries and things like that on them so it kind of reignites your interest in them but ABBA whether you know it or not you know a lot of ABBA's back catalogue you know the words and you can't help but smile to ABBA ABBA isn't really a sad band they're a good band they have their moments where they do the ballady type stuff but they're a good band they're a good live band um, they're going to get people going and they're fun aren't they yeah you know, I, I mean you mentioned ABBA like my my oldest Jess got into ABBA about two years ago and can probably ring off 
quite a few ABBA tunes and then we ended up getting not well we ended up listening to quite a lot of ABBA gold and you do realise that they've written an awful awful humongous amount of hits and even the ones that you don't really like you still find yourself humming humming along and smiling exactly and you've got to remember ABBA I think kind of disbanded as we were coming into the world like we're, we're I'm 40 now you can't be far off that so you know that they they were pretty much gone by the time we came into the world and they're, they're still relevant they're still relevant all those years later and they still will be relevant for many years later um and they're a band I, another band i think can bring people together just for no other reason than good songs and they're fun and obviously what they did at eurovision all those years ago it's they have that people power don't they yeah, they absolutely do. And they're probably, again, one of the top five bands in the world who could probably get world peace by performing somewhere, along with the World Stallions. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so a great choice there. ABBA make their first lineup in the Fantastical. So congratulations to ABBA. Two Swedish acts tonight, Joel, so far. So it could turn into a big Swedish fest, depending on who your last two acts are. Um, it's actually... Very European festival because Annika van Giersbergen is um, from the Netherlands. Yeah, so so far a bit of, a bit of Holland, a bit of Sweden. I guess we'll see where the last two acts take us. So Abba are going to have to cram in as many songs as possible into an hour because you know you're just going to get a full hour of just hit after hit after hit after hit. So Abba take your midway madness slot. So they finish at six o'clock. So that takes us now to the pre. Headline actor, we're going to get an hour and a half. So they're going to play from half six till eight o'clock to start the closure of your Fantastival. So, Joel, who is going to be your pre-headline act? See, well, I'm still not too sure whether I want them as the pre-headline or the headline. The, the two bands I've got here can easily blow each other off stage. But I think based on what I want the encore to be, I'm going to have to go with Queen for the next band. So Queen make, I think, their third Fantastival appearance after headlining Richard Strockel's Fantastival and David Drew's Queen are named again in the Fantastival. Why Queen for you, Joel? Um, I guess because I never saw them. I, I became, I knew of Queen growing up but Queen only really had relevance to me after Freddie Mercury died and we had the Freddie Mercury tribute. That's where my full exposure of Queen came into play. Um, and the older I've got, the more I've listened to Queen and realised their influence and their genius. You, you kind of love Freddie Mercury. Well, like, what a front man. Like, he was the ultimate front man, really. And... Again, if you look at a lot of the documentaries that have come out about them and him recently, you, you, you fully appreciate how they just don't make them like that or everything he went through just as a person, but then what he did while he was dying um, just increases the amount of respect you had for him as a human being and for the band, for the way they looked after him and protected him and kept on doing what he wanted to do until he passed away and... I, I would have loved to have seen Queen live with Freddie Mercury. I'm actually quite keen to see him with Adam Lambert. I I've, I've, I've wasn't originally, but I've seen a few bits on him and I'm warming to the guy. But um, Freddie Mercury, Queen, like, wow, how good would that be? If that doesn't bring together, I don't know what will. Yeah, I mean, Queen are one of those bands who seem to be the band who our generation missed out on 
just who didn't see. So again, through these fantasticals, I've not heard many people or anyone say, oh, I was gutted I didn't see the Beatles in the 60s or the Stones to that effect in the 60s. There's been a lot of people who've said the one band who they would have loved to have seen back in that day was Queen. And yeah, like you said, Freddie Mercury, the, the ultimate front man, Brian May, an absolutely astonishingly guitarist. John Deacon, who I've mentioned before, might not get the credit he deserves because, again, with some of those bass lines, you know, like Under Pressure, Another One Bites the Dust, he must have had a, a huge input to, to, to the songs. And then Roger Taylor, who you all know wrote a lot of the songs as well, like they were just like the ultimate perfect band. 100%. And I think if you watch, day, I think it's the days of our lives, or the, there's two or three knocking around at the moment have come out recently, but they give a lot of credit to John Deacon because he obviously has nothing to do with them anymore. But if you listen to the stories about how some of those most famous songs came about, it's from some very simple bass lines from him just doodling in the studio. And you just, you listen to these stories that Roger and Brian are telling and you just go, wow, from that simple little doodle came this massive hit and it, it's crazy. But there's, I think there's a few on Netflix. So if anyone's got Netflix and wants to find out more about that, there's some great Queen documentaries around. Yeah, good recommendation. I think pretty much the entirety of the UK have now got Netflix, <laughs> as has everyone. So Queen, again, get named in a fantastical, but this time in the pre-headline slot. So Queen will play for an hour and a half from half past six till eight o'clock, which takes us now to half past eight. So the headline act will be taking two and a half hours and we'll close the Does Your Father Know You're Out Fantastical. So Joel, don't keep us waiting any longer, my friend. Who is headlining your Fantastical? Well, you, you kind of almost, I think you might have known because you made a reference to Wild Stallions before and I don't know if you realise you did it, but... Um, You've picked, I've picked Kiss, which obviously had the connection to the Wild Stallions and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Amazing, amazing. I, I've got one out of five for you. Kiss were on my list. I'll quickly mention it now while I remember. On my list for you, I had Kiss, Metallica, Megadeth, Judas Priest. I don't know why. And I thought, you living where you are, I thought I couldn't go much wrong with ACDC. To disappoint you on that one, <laughs> but Kiss, a fantastic band. I think we've touched yes. upon them before. I've been lucky enough to see Kiss three times. Um, not again when you've seen them. I think my first experience with Kiss was in 2006 or 2007. I think on the Psycho's. No, it wasn't the Psycho Circus tour, but at Wembley Arena, and they blew me away with kind of the whole theatrical of what was going on the stage, as well as having these unbelievable tunes but I appreciate it's not my fantastical it's yours Mr Rogers so so why Kiss? Because they're the biggest and best band in the world I think whatever you think about some of the members and their egos you can't deny the relevance they've had and the hard work they put in to be the band that they are um and just for the record, the tour you went to was the Sonic Boom tour. Sonic Boom, of course it was. Of course it was, yeah. yeah Sonic Boom tour. Psycho Circus was about 96. That yeah. was the 3D tour. Um, but they're just amazing. Like, I saw them in 91 or 92 on the Revenge tour, and it just blew my mind. And then I saw them when they reunited with Ace and Pat on the Psycho Circus tour, and that was amazing. I saw them again a couple of years later once Peter had gone and they were still great. And then I saw them again probably about seven or eight years ago in Australia. And while Paul's voice is, is deteriorating, as you'd expect for an old man, 
that's still amazing and they still show all these other bands how the big boys do it and they've got so many songs that are uplifting and they've got so the, the, the show is just such a circus and a spectacular event that you can't help just be amazed and in awe and get joy from it, it it's an, it's an amazingly enjoyable experience and one everyone should be lucky enough to go and see before they disappear I think um, yeah they're just an amazing band they really are so I took Sarah my wife to go and see Kiss uh, at Wembley Arena and again it was my first experience of Kiss and we both came away out of that gig going how good was that like both came away absolutely smiling obviously Gene Simmons does the whole blood spurting uh, tongue biting off thing massively high on the stage Paul Stanley although I'm not sure if he's still doing it done this thing where he basically flew around the entire arena as he sang I Was Made For Loving You um, crazy solos great songs that all are kind of are still relevant motivational songs I'd say as well just great entertainers lots of fire lots of entertainment lots of audience participation and engagement and a great band are there any songs that stand out for you in their catalogue Joel that you want to that you want to mention I think the songs that always stood out for me it's a lot of the stuff from the 80s because that's the clip that I grew up on so like the, the non-makeup era so you know Heaven's on Fire Crazy Nights My Way um, Lick It Up uh, you know I always remember I always remember of you Reason to Live that was quite a big one. Yeah. That was on one of the first vinyls I bought from there. on smashes, thrashes and hits. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like that, that, that was Kiss for me. Like, And then I got into the older stuff and you can't fault cold gin and juice and nothing to lose and hard woman and all those songs. But, but it, they're just all anthems. And the joy of it is as well is the songs were very basic when they started, but because they've been going for so long, the songs have got heavy as the technology's got better and as their stage shows got better. So these songs that sounded very, now sound so relevant now because they've just progressed with the technology. Um, but, you know, I think if you listen, if you ignore The Elder and Unmasked by Kiss, you can't really go wrong with their albums. Like, they're all pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been lucky enough to read most, well, all four of the members, I think, have released autobiographies. And I've read Paul Stanley's and Gene Simmons and Ace Frehley's as well, actually. That was a great read. So you can pretty much pick up those books still. Um, and also, you've probably seen it, but there's a comedy called Role Models with Paul Rudd uh, and Stifler, yeah. which is just an absolutely great movie and kiss and relevant throughout that entire movie. <laughs> so I say, if anyone's listening to this podcast, hasn't seen Role Models, Again, I'm pretty sure that's on Netflix. Make sure you check out that movie because that is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And they get referenced everywhere still, you know. I think there was a movie called something that's like, are you sure it's him or does it have to be him? And they did a cameo in that. And remember Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah. I think that as well. Or they were in a different. Oh, Detroit, Detroit Rock City, which named after one of their songs. I think they were in that too. They're, like they're, they're everywhere. They crop up all the time still after all these years. Amazing, amazing band. One that I've been lucky enough to see. And hopefully, again, if you're not too familiar with Kiss, again, go on Spotify, go on HV, get a few of their albums, and you will not be disappointed. So it's eleven o'clock. Kiss 
have blown the audience away over the two and a half hours. Everyone's smiling, everyone's arm in arm. Everyone is now fully attuned to world peace. There's time for one more song. I think I know what you're going to pick based on your headline act, but <laughs> I'll let you go with it. So, Joel, one more song. All five acts are going to perform this song together. So, The Gentle Storm, Ghost, Abba, Queen and Kiss. One last song at 11 o'clock. What is your encore going to be? Well, again, you, you kind of picked on it with your Wild Stallions before, but it's going to be God Gave Rock and yes. Roll to you. Yeah, I've got that on, the 12, on a 7-inch single upstairs that I bought from our price in Ilford because I was selling it so into Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and I love the song. I've, I've got it too. I've got it too. I had a picture of Bill and Ted yeah. on the front with Grim Reaper. With the Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. What a great song. I mean, that song is just great vocal, great message, just a great sing-along anthem, right, to perfectly close your fantastical. Exactly, and then everyone just gives each other a big hug at the end of it and kind of goes, you know what, this is bullshit, let's just get along. And there, there we have world peace. Just like Bill and Ted originally set out to do in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, that was the whole point of the song, was to bring world peace, wasn't it? It was to be excellent to each other. Absolutely, I love that. I love the encore, I think that's, I think that's great. So before we lock in your fantastical lineup. We've kind of mentioned about having a sentence that sums up your festival, but I don't think we can get one. Or is it, a, or have you kind of got one as we've been recording? I don't. I don't have one. I don't have one. I don't think there really is one, unless you can come up with something, and we can go with that. No idea. No idea. We could just <laughs> say God gave rock and roll to you and be done with it. Um, but a great message. The message is there. The importance is there. This fantastical would sell out in seconds anyway, regardless of the sentence. So before we lock this lineup in and confirm it with no take backs, what would have been the bloodshed fantastical? So what five acts would have made up the fantastical if I had picked the right hand or the red pill? Right. So if you would have gone for the bloodshed one, it would have started <laughs> off with black flag. Yeah. And then you would have had Emperor from Norway. You would have had The Exploited from Wales. You would have then had Ultraviolence from England. <laughs> and then you would have had Anil Nathrak from England as well. Um, so we're going through punk, black metal, kind of really extreme hardcore slash Gabba, and just some of the nastiest black metal I think that's out there with Anil Nathrak which kind of combines the classic black metal sound from Norway with a good British vibe and the kind of techno influences as well um, but that would be the type of thing that if I was going to be going into war I think I'd be listening to those five acts they would be the things that get me going an anti-establishment to take down the order to create something better it would be those five <laughs> well, I'm quite happy I, I picked the hand that I did because I would have been able to offer absolutely no input to any of those bands although I know of Black Flag and I know of The Exploited and I know of Anal Nafarak or I know of them but I haven't heard anything by them but I'm, I'm happy I was able to contribute towards the ABBA, Queen and Kiss Talk and Ghost for the most part so let's lock your Fantastival in and make sure 
we lock it in so there can be no take back. So we have the Does Your Father Know You're Out Fantastival. This is taking place in three stages across the borders of the Middle East. Opening Your Fantastival will have the Gentle Storm. They'll be performing their album, The Diary. Are they performing the calm version or the storm version or are they mixing both versions together for this? I would say... I'd probably say we'd go with the Storm version because the gentle version would be too gentle and the Storm kind of blends in nicely to what Ghosts are doing. Okay, perfect. So Gentle Storm performing the Diary Storm version in the opening act slot. Super Seconds, we've got Ghost for the hour. In a Midway Madness slot, we've got Sweden's finest ABBA. And then in the pre-headline act, we have got Queen followed by our headline act of Kiss. And as the encore to close out the Fantastical, all five acts are going to play God Gave Rock and Roll to You. Joel, after this, no take-backs, no swapsies. Are you happy to lock in your Fantastical? 100% happy. Let's do this. Amazing. I love it. I love it. So that is the Does Your Father Know You're Out Fantastical. That is it. Thank you for listening to the 12th episode of the Fantastical Podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please subscribe. Give the Fantastical Podcast a review on iTunes or give us a follow on Spotify when it's working again or on Anchor. And please remember to recommend the podcast to all of your families and friends. We are also on social media, on Twitter, at FantastivalP. Uh, you can tweet us and you can also email us at fantasticalpodcast at outlook.com as we'd love to hear from you. I say it every week, but fortunately we can't play music on podcasts. It would have been great to put snippets of the bands in, uh, but there's nothing to stop you from going out straight after you listen to this to go on Spotify, to get yourself on hv.com, go and buy some of these classic albums from Kiss Abba, Queen Ghost and The Gentle Storm or go and at least give them a listen. And after this podcast is out, go and have a look at the Fantastical Podcast playlist on Spotify and we'll get a couple of Joel's acts added to the playlist. So a huge thank you to my 12th Fantastical Podcast friend, Mr. Joel Rogers. Joel, how did you, how did you find collating it and podcasting and anything else? Oh, putting it all together was a nightmare because there's so many options, but the podcast, this has been great. It's been enjoyable. Um, it, it, it's made me think a little bit more about what I listen to and be more aware of it because I just I just pump stuff on and just listen to it um, it's been great I've thoroughly enjoyed the experience yeah me too I've really enjoyed catching up and obviously you know we are literally halfway over the pond from each other we are thousands of miles apart so it's been really great to kind of speak to you and you know it's approaching the 11pm where you are even though it's mid-afternoon <laughs> where I am so again massive thank you for coming on massively appreciated so I'll be back soon with episode number 13 so please make sure to join me but until then stay safe my fantastical friends please continue to spread the word and that word is the fantastical <laughs>